Up is Down, Left is Right is sponsored by Republic of Texas Insurance. Specializing in affordable medical insurance packages for both individual performance artists and group policies for theater companies, Republic of Texas Insurance can handle all your life, health, and general liability insurance needs. Check them out at www.repubtxinsurance.com backslash arts. Hello and welcome to Up is Down, Left is Right, a Theater Jones podcast. Today we are very happy to uh, introduce and interview the co-host, the new co-host of the podcast, Mona Lisa Amidar. Mona Lisa, thank you for being here. Hey, hey, hey. The weirdo in me honors the weirdo (laughs) in you. (laughs) It's a good way to kick it off. Uh, Yeah, so Mona Lisa is going to be the the co-host for this pod. Mark said, you know, Brian, um, we need somebody who actually knows something about theater and is interesting. <laughs> and I, I totally agreed. I was like, yeah, we have we that's been lacking as far as hosts on the podcast. So good call. Uh, so thanks for joining up, Mona Lisa. And mm-hmm. this is an interview to introduce you to the listeners. So I'd love to start with how did you get your start in theater? Oh my gosh. How long do we have? Um, no, no, no. Want. Okay. Uh, just been a storyteller. Uh, all my life is what they tell me. Got a degree in theater, but in Manila, way back, attended a theater workshop, a summer camp workshop um, run by the University of the Philippines, and just fell in love with it. Got what was the first? Bug. What was the first role you ever played? Oh gosh, you know what? I was not formally part of any community theater. We were just in the alleyways, <laughs> making up stories and, and playing pretend. So probably Angel is one of the roles that, that comes to mind. Pretend Angel, <laughs> which and is so far from reality nowadays. This was, I assume, a dramatization of the Buffy the Vampire Splayer spinoff starring David Boreanaz. And... Golly, you have done your research. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want that role, you know, as a young girl growing up in Manila? I feel like really that's what you think of when you're like, I want to be in theater and I want to be a great actor like David Boreanaz. Yes. Something like that? Yes. I have come so far, y'all. I have made it to America where Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, it's it's it a is. thing. It's, well, I'm trying to still make it a thing. It was super topical 15 years oh ago, and not so much anymore, but I'm trying to bring it back. Anyway, so you're from Manila. Yes, Sibuyan Island, to be specific. Okay. One of the 7,604 islands. Very cool. <laughs> and when did you uh, migrate here to the Republic of Texas? Oh, gosh. four. 94. And been in the so, Dallas area? Yes, and then went off to college, uh, went to California, and came back. Cool. I, I you know, came back because uh, I, there were too many Filipinos <laughs> in California <laughs> at the time. I got culture shock, y'all. You got culture shock. <laughs> you wanted to be a bit more of a unique and beautiful snowflake. Right. Um, so you came right. back to Dallas. So the, yes. And Texas. Texas is home. Okay. And then how did you break into the uh, Texas theater scene? Oh, did um, 
well, I went to high school, Poteet High, Poteet High School in Mesquite, and uh, just was a big theater nerd in high school, and uh, and then went from there. So I got plugged into a couple of community theaters in the area, Garland Community Theater, Mesquite, um, and then made some friends there and never stopped. And do you remember what your first roles were when you got back to Dallas after college and started into the community theater and professional theater realm? Most recently. (laughs) That's as far back as we can go. (laughs) The last show you did. Right. It's all all a blur before that. (laughs) That's that's right. So, golly. um, I, I should have on my desk, my, my resume, just so I can remember far back. Would you like me to, um, I mean, I saw your last show, no. so would you like me to oh my gosh. tip you off to it? This is a, oh gosh. Which I really like. I don't this know why you're audio. doing, oh gosh. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yes. I loved, I loved Kentucky. Yeah. I was a big fan of it. It had it some a, great truths in there. Yes. And the cast, uh, that's family right there. Um, you had a wonderful, your character had this wonderful line um, that I'm going to have to paraphrase, but okay. it's, it was something like, um, in everyone's life, they become addicted to drugs, religion, or art. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I got kind of slapped in the face with that and was like, Ooh. oh, oh, that yes. is that is an intriguing, do you buy that? Do you buy that from your character? Like, I do. Does that seem true? I do, because I, I all of us, we have an addiction um, and art is probably the most acceptable <laughs> of all addictions, or it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am quite proud of that addiction, to be honest. Um, so uh, religion is, is an entirely, um, well, art is religion for many of us. I think the beauty of like maybe maybe an art addiction is that you can have really bad taste and nobody's going to judge you that harshly. Oh. Unless you're Brian Wilson. That's valid. I mean, I saw that. I, I kind of heard the disdain in your voice when I started riffing on <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, I get it. But it's still, you know, it, you're sensitive to my predilections, which yes. which, I, which I think is uh, yes. a big thing in the art world where you're allowed to have vastly differing views on art. And, people and that's still... the thing. That's the beauty of it is mm-hmm. we are more alike than we're different. Mm-hmm. Alike in the sense that we have opin- differing opinions mm-hmm. and strong opinions. Yeah, and most people about are, things we don't like. Yeah, and most people are pretty cool with that. So we wanted to do some uh, inside the actor studio type questions. That's right. Are you ready? Are you ready yeah, for your Brian, inside the actor studio? What's your favorite? No, 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 word? no, 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 no. You're getting interviewed. I, I am. I'm. 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 I'm gonna let you want. Well, how about we will pass it off? How okay. That? that way we can do teamwork. Mona Lisa is determined to turn this around and point the camera at me. Uh, Yo, if no heaven exists, <laughs> Brian, what would you like to hear God say when you? You gotta arrive warm up with that. That gates. is that is not a foreplay question. <laughs> <laughs> straight to number ten. Straight to number ten. If heaven Let's... exists. What would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? We're going to need to go through the other nine questions, so I have time to think about that one. So what is your favorite word is, is the first question um, that, you, that you threw at me. Uh, and I, I, 
that is oof. I, I feel like other people know what I say more often than I do. Like people mm-hmm. like will often kind of quote me at me and I just go, I said that. What so, do you so, find yourself repeating? Uh, or good catch times. Yourself? I ah. say good times a lot. <laughs> That's really dorky. <laughs> it's super dorky. Uh, <laughs> but I have a very um, I have a very awkward uh, I'm I have I'm petrified of social awkwardness. Uh, and I find that, um, carrying in the conversation, continuing a conversation is a great way to avoid, um, social awkwardness. So how do you work that in the good times? Does it, does it happen? Do you say it at the end of a conversation or do you insert that in, in the middle of when somebody, when somebody is talking to me and they're saying something kind of weird, uh, I to demonstrate some degree of approval of what they're saying, but to try to get them off whatever topic we're talking about. I'm just like, yeah, good times. Good times. Oh! Like, okay, so now y'all, now now y'all, when that when that comes out of Brian's mouth, it's it's fairly it's it's neutral as far as positive or negative because it might be I might be actually reinforcing like you know somebody complaining about somebody they're working yeah. with or something like that. And I know that person or I'm like, yeah, good times, but I don't want to be like super harsh with it. So that is unfortunately probably my basic white guy, pregnant pause, um, not favorite word, but word that I use a lot. Uh, pretentious Brian, uh, uses the words menace and menace quite often, Ew. which, um, are both Greek terms. Um, that open the Odyssey and the Iliad. Uh, Metis, um, menace is the first word in the Iliad, and that is rage to describe single muse of the rage of Achilles. And so Metis, or menace is the first word. And then on the flip side of that, you have uh, Metis, which is cunning, and that's the beginning of the Odyssey, which is single muse of the, um, the cunning man who has many ways of contending, Odysseus. So that's when I want to make sure that everybody knows I'm super pretentious. So I, you know, kind of work menace or menace into the conversation. Um, Good times. To, to kind of be, exactly. See, it's so <laughs> handy. It's so handy. <laughs> All right. Uh, your question then, Mona Lisa, is what is your least favorite word? I don't think I'm alone in this. Moist. Moist. <laughs> I don't understand oh. the 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 negative connotations with that. Like, because people like brownies is kind of always my retort with that. Like, people like brownies, and what do you want as the key characteristic of your brownie? Or cake? Or cake? What is yeah. what is the word that you really want to be able to describe cake or brownies? I'm not, I'm not gonna make you say it i'm not gonna make you say it but if you don't have that in cake or brownies it's not gonna be a good thing it doesn't have to be verbal <laughs> you're, you're going to use some kind of interpretive dance to describe the right. word. okay right. that's fine if we want to adopt that as society that's i'm okay with that it's all under you know understood mm. Okay. I'm next. You're next. You're next. Yeah. 
Question number three. Ooh. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, yada, yada? No, well, or what turn, emotionally. What turns you on is, is the root of that. And I would say that um, people that know how to have a conversation within the conversation, people that understand what is going on in a conversation beyond the surface level, um, that is so much fun. Like when you're talking to somebody and you're not necessarily talking about what you're talking about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they know what you're talking about and you know what they're talking about. Subtext. Subtext. Ooh, Whoa. that is so much fun. Like, especially when you're like more than two people, like two people in a conversation yeah. and you know yeah. exactly what's going on, but yep. there's other people in the conversation yep. and they don't know what's going on. Ooh, that's hot. That's hot. So yeah, connection. Yeah, yeah, it's connection at some kind of visceral level, but it's also kind of understanding the human condition in a way. Yeah, maybe not everybody does. Nice. Yeah. Uh, What turns you off, Mona Lisa? Pretentiousness. Ooh, (laughs) and that's the end of the pod. And (laughs) (laughs) that is is, unfortunately Mark did not read the full contract of what Mona Lisa's co-host. Um, you know, strengths or weaknesses Ooh. were. So this will probably, this will probably be the last time she'll work with sweaty me. palms. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why pretentiousness, Mona Lisa? People oh people can't use gosh. that as a defense mechanism. They can't wow. use it as a rebellion Ooh. against their upbringing. Well, you know, we're all in theater here. Uh, <laughs> life's a stage. Is that what it says? Something like Something that. Something like I've, that. I've heard it said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I yeah. don't know. I'm going to try not to take oh, that personally. Now, who, now who's going to, who are we going to interview in future <laughs> podcasts? I'll, I'll handle all the pretentious people all right. and I'll do all those right. and you can do like normal people. Oh, we all have that part of us. Yeah. You know, I can um, admit to that. Some, some possibly more advanced stages. <laughs> Advanced. I like how you put that. Advanced. I was thinking more of it like a cancer diagnosis, but <laughs> That's advanced. Yeah, like I, I have stage four we pretentiousness. Have stage four. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Next question. That's your. That was your cue. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word? Oh. You know it is. It's got to be fuck. Um, yeah. I wish it was. I wish it was something like bollocks. You know, uh, I wish doesn't I doesn't have the pull same effect. Off. No, it you doesn't. gotta do the monosyllable. Yeah, you know. Uh, I wish. I wish I could do that or something like gadzooks, but yeah, I'm gonna go. It's just so Gadzooks. versatile. <laughs> it's just so versatile. You know. So so when I when I like hit my shin. And so, Gadzooks! Yeah. That doesn't, no. I don't know. I mean, this is this is the thing. I don't have any kids. So, I can curse, like, all the time. And it doesn't, you know, there's not going to be any negative repercussions with that. But I feel like parents, potentially, <laughs> have to come up with stuff like Gadzooks and friggin', um, which I feel like just creatively puts quite a hamper on you, you know? I don't know. My thoughts. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Do I hate? Wait, that. Hmm. 
Gosh, we're gonna go dark here. Do it. Oh. Is it um, the is it the Animals sound of... in pain. Oh, that is dark. I thought you were gonna say something like, you know, the 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 faint noise of biting into a moist cake. Oh, you went there. Oh. But animals in pain right yeah. up there. Yeah. Super sad. Super sad. Uh, I feel, oh, we're also working on two different lists. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise do I love? Um, yeah, I think that's so. I I I don't I don't watch um, dudes working out, aka sports, mm-hmm. any anymore. But I grew up playing baseball. Um. And I feel like there is a unique that that sound of a wooden bat hitting a baseball is one of the most interesting sounds. Um, And I remember, yeah, I remember a story of um, Ted Williams, who was like the last guy. I think Tony Gwynn did, but he, you know, famous baseball player from the uh, late '30s and the '40s, um, or maybe he started in the '40s. but it was the sound of his bat hitting the ball that got him uh, drafted by the Red Sox. It wasn't even like watching him hit. The scout just heard the bat hit the ball and was like, and knew, like, and knew. Yeah. And oh. it's a, just it's a magical sound. Like when a ball hits a bat in a, in, in the right way, it's a magical sound. And I know I've just lost like seventy five percent of my audience there because it's all, it's all theater people, and I'm one of you now. But uh, yeah, I played theater sports people ball. watch. Sports. Yeah, I guess that's true, but yeah. um, yeah, I don't, I don't really watch the sports ball anymore. We're here to redefine. Yeah, exactly. That's Theater what you folks. get to do. <laughs> uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Ooh, uh, detective. Or detective. you know, I I read a lot of Nancy Drew bo- books, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just. Oh, yeah, some detective work or some, you know, I thought about for a split second doing some CIA things. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So what's what's fascinating um, kind of about the theater world <clears throat> is, um, you know, I worked in intelligence back in the day yep. uh, for 13 years. And, um, you know, was kind of drawn to theater, but then came to Texas and kind of really got into it a lot more um, and became a critic at Theater Jones. And, and Mark Lowry handed me this book of like uh, collected essays of kind mm-hmm. of famous critics. And I'd always found this kind of um, similarity from what I used to do uh, as a counterintelligence guy and kind of what actors do and theater people do. And it was fascinating because the first essay in this uh, collection was this guy that used to write for the Miami Herald back in like the 70s. And he talked about, you know, normal theater critic stuff, deadlines, shows, that kind of stuff. But he talked about how he had been a former army counterintelligence agent. (laughs) And then he found it very kind of similar and easy to kind of dissect performances and write about them. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally true. You can do it. Yeah, because we would have to do the same thing. You'd go meet somebody and have to tell, you know, yeah. if they're full of shit or not. And then have to write it's a fairly lengthy report. Oh, 
Yeah. So fascinating. So that was my old world. So there is a lot of bleed over. And there are certainly people in the theater world who I've met and gone, oh, you'd be good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And it's a lot of fun. They, they don't call it the great game for nothing. Um, what profession would you not like to do? Ooh, uh, anything involving government or religion. I would want nothing. Hmm. I would want nothing to do with either of those things. We can just leave it there. <laughs> so, so the well the, the, for the, me, the, it would oh, be okay. maggot farming. Maggot farming. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Good yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, I was not going to ask you that, so you were forced <laughs> to be stuck with the last question. No, which no, is, no, 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 it's your turn. Uh, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates, Mona Lisa? Welcome to the Rainbow Bridge. Welcome to the Rainbow Bridge. I'm assuming that that would be the opening to some big musical number. That's right. <laughs> You are, are. How about you? Oh man! Uh, wrong, wrong door. Just yeah, kidding. wrong door. <laughs> I yeah. Um, me like yeah. You got off on the wrong stop. Let me like okay, cool. See ya. <clears throat> nice to meet you. Ciao. Um, yeah, it's it's this this will be the only time on the pod that I will ever quote Billy Joel, but. Um, better to laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. Wow. (laughs) Last time, I promise. I promise. (laughs) Last time ever. Last time ever, Billy Joel even gets mentioned in the podcast. (laughs) I promise. But it sprung forth. Cool. We did it. So there's our intro, everybody. That's Mona Lisa. She flipped it around on me, which I did not want to do. Yeah, yeah. So we hope you've enjoyed kind of getting to know us. Um, and we hope you've enjoyed our, our, our past two episodes with Isaac Young and Susan Sargent. We have um, some exciting episodes planned for the very near future. So stay tuned to the feed. And you are going to continue to hear a lot about Dallas theater. Like what's going on in North Texas? What's going on yeah. in Dallas? Uh, and we'd like to hear from you. Um, so feel free to reach out through Theater Jones website. If you'd like to come on the pod, talk about your project, talk about theater stuff, um, maybe get some Proust questionnaires <laughs> thrown at you. Um, now you know we it's going to happen, so you can prep ahead of time. Yeah, um, we want to get to know y'all. We want to get to know you guys. So, Mona Lisa, thank you for being a part of this. Thanks for um, co-hosting. Thanks for bringing some actual knowledge of theater <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> it, onto the pod. That might help. It could. It could. That's a lot of pressure. I just want to get to know (laughs) y'all. I'm here just to hit record and make sure the mics work. That's that's my (laughs) role. But uh, yeah, so we look forward to bringing you guys uh, a lot of new uh, episodes here shortly. And uh, thanks again, Mona Lisa. Sure. Up is down, left is right is sponsored by the Shakespeare Everywhere Network. Shakespeare Everywhere supports artists all over the world in setting up their own theater company and provides marketing and ticket sales support, as well as helping bars, restaurants, and event spaces and booking shows at their location. Learn more at ShakespeareEverywhere.net.